Welcome to the Thought Leadership Project, a podcast by Jay Harrington and Tom Nixon, exploring how lawyers can turn expertise into thought leadership and thought leadership into new business. Welcome to another episode of the Thought Leadership Project podcast. I'm Jay Harrington. Tom Nixon is with me. Hi, Tom. Hi, Jay. Good to hear you and see you again. Yeah, you as well. And I haven't, uh, I never actually got a chance to break down the Michigan, Michigan State football game with you. Uh, I know that couldn't have left you with too great of a feeling, but. Uh, I uh, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't even know if they <laughs> play this year. <laughs> I think they, they play basketball coming yeah. up here. Did you, did you go, you, did you go to the game? I never asked you. You, you didn't no. go, did you? Okay. No, I had a, a couch to punch that afternoon, so <laughs> I stayed home. <laughs> Got it. All right. Well, you know, to start it on such a high note for you, uh, let's just shift right into our our episode. Um, so we're we're going to talk today about a topic that we get asked about quite often, um, and it kind of relates to LinkedIn. It kind of just is relates to business development in general, um, and it's this question about. You know, someone might have a network. Again, that might be their social media connections on LinkedIn, or it might just be people they know in general that they they describe more generically as their network. And let's say hypothetically, there's a thousand people in that network. And what people struggle with is how do I, you know, take those sometimes very, you know, tangential connections and turn that into something more beneficial. Um, you know, how do I turn connections into clients ultimately is the question. So we're, we're going to try to address that today um, through, I don't know, just some ideas we have about how you can maybe take some positive steps forward in that regard. Yeah. And I think there's um, like a timely underpinning to at least part of this question, because in some ways it's framed, how do I take a digital connection, say maybe someone on LinkedIn who I'm connected to and convert that into a real live conversation or and or relationship and the reason i think it's timely is because we're emerging i hopefully finally from this uh, 100 digital only disconnected world to now we're starting to get back out and seeing people again and so maybe now is the time to think about how do i convert this connection into a colleague client whatever it might be so um mm -hmm. probably a good part of the reason we're getting the question as often as we are yeah yeah absolutely I think that makes sense, right? I mean, it, it is true that people have people have invested a lot when you think about it in building up their sort of digital network over the last eighteen months, and and that you know sort of this period of harvesting connections and people, and now it's like, all right, well, now what's next? And this is the natural kind of extension of that effort into something that um, you know maybe for people they feel like, all right, I, you know, I get it. I, I, but now I need to move to something else. I can't, I can't just continually try like collect connections as if there's some scorecard I'm, I'm, you know, managing, I want to, I want to turn this into more. So, um, so what, what do you think Tom about starting? I thought we could just maybe kind of start with a bigger picture in mind, talk about some sort of first principles of business development, and then kind of use that framing to, dig into, all right, some more tactical um, steps to take. Um, and and what I'm, I guess what I wanted to begin with was just this notion that um, 
it's it's impractical in most instances um, outside of the, you know, hey, like I, once in a while, something strikes out of the blue and you get a client out of nowhere. But in most cases, if what you're doing is looking to nurture and cultivate those opportunities from your existing network, that takes time and effort. It doesn't happen overnight. Um, I, when I'm presenting on this issue, I have a couple slides where, um, you know, I show basically this um, continuum where on the left side, it's, you know, I have the word awareness where someone becomes aware of you. That might be the beginning of the relationship. And then on the far right is buying decision where a client um, decides that you're the right service provider for this and, and I want to hire you. Um, and very rarely does it happen where you go right from awareness to buying decision. Um, in between those two words, I have a bunch of little like, um, you know, hash marks. And those represent sort of deposits of trust in that relationship that are necessary in order for someone to have enough trust in you to actually make that decision. And the more consequential that decision is, like, are we talking about just a, a garden variety legal matter? Or are we talking about a bet the company situation? The more trust that you're going to have to um, deposit in that bank um, reputationally or within that relationship itself. So um, I think that framing, if Tom, and, and please add to that, but I think that'll help establish that we're not talking about, you're going to go from like cold connection to a, you know, a fully baked client relationship overnight or as a result of like one action you take. I couldn't agree more. And we've talked a lot about these. Um, let's talk about LinkedIn for a second. These connection requests that come in. Um, and if you do accept a connection request from what might be a stranger, you're immediately followed up with by some scripted message saying, hey, let's get on the phone to see if there are quote unquote mutual, you know, beneficial opportunities to help each other. You, you know, you don't have to be brilliant to see through that, that it's, you know, and here's a calendarly link and you can even tell that the message is well formatted, like it's been copied and pasted or just automated, mm -hmm. right? So it's like, that is the counterfactual to what you just presented, which is, I barely am aware of you. Just, I only have a connection request. So I'm not even aware of you yet. And then you're already asking like, can I pitch my wares? And so I think it, most people have gotten those types of requests. So if you think of that, that illustrates that first slide that you described. And that, that's just, think about when that happens to you as you're a listener to the podcast. Does that feel like something that you're dying to get on a, a Zoom call with or a phone call with that type of overture? Or is it like, oh God, this guy. So. I agree. Now, eventually, there's situations, and we'll talk through these, where naturally, over time, the end result is going to be, hey, can we hop on a call or a Zoom to talk through this more? That's going to come, but continuum, Jay, because you know, doesn't mean that you can't get there. It's just how you get there is different than what some of these, you know, let's use the word spammers are trying to pull off. Yep. Absolutely. So we're we're talking about turning connections into clients. So I've got some ideas here. We're gonna we're gonna have an alliteration theme today, um, which I know Ugh. I knew you like, Tom. I think oh. you like that, or do yes, you not I, like that? Okay, well, I, I know. I especially I concur um, I, of your conception of this uh, <laughs> <laughs> curriculum. Yeah. So yeah, we Go are ahead. going we are going to seize. 
alliteration I found to be very polarizing, by the way. Um, some yeah. people just detest it. Some people love it. So in any event, uh, but we're going with it. So the yep. first the first C that we're going to talk about. And again, what, what are we talking about? We're talking about some of the trust building steps you can take with a connection that will move you further along the continuum towards a client, right? Okay, so so the first one is collaborate or collaboration. Um, so that this to me is, and, and we've talked about this before, is a great way to take a, you know, otherwise just sort of dormant connection to the next level, um, finding some way to collaborate with someone. And oftentimes that's in the context of like a, um, a content uh, collaboration with someone. So, you know, this might be a situation where um, you are a private practice lawyer, you work at a firm, um, you have an opportunity to, you know, kind of formulate a panel discussion on some topic, and you've identified an in-house lawyer in your network who you're connected to, you've never really had an interaction with, but who has expertise on the type of issue that the panel is going to discuss. Great opportunity to reach out to that person and say, you know, here's what we're planning. Here's what, you know, here's the opportunity for you. We'd love to have you. Would you like to collaborate? Um, that is the type of overture that people tend to, you know, receive warmly, even if the in-house counsel declines, it's still not seen as a pitch necessarily, you know, like the same way it would be for the overt pitching services. It's something of value that they either can't do because they're too busy. Um, but I think you still get some brownie points, so to speak, for having made the, made the, uh, connection or the, uh, the offer to collaborate. Yep. And there's so many variations of that theme that we've talked about. You could co-author an article. You mm -hmm. could, um, even before you have a panel, you could say, Hey, I'm thinking of, of, of pitching, um, uh, a presentation to this industry group. We, I, you know, there's a blind spot in my expertise that you might serve. Would you be open to co-pitching those sorts of things? There's all sorts of variations of the theme. The point is, is to that, like you said, make that offer of collaboration as opposed to the pitch. Um, and before we move forward, I just want to step back and something you said before we went quote unquote on air, I think it's important is, you know, we, we always emphasize for people that this, it needs to, it's, it has to evolve naturally. It has, it's going to take time. You can't force it. That's not the same thing as saying, don't do anything and wait for it to happen. So going back to these little continu the continuum and these little touch points is we're saying, yes, do move, um, uh, contacts or, or, um, connections and connections toward the client and too many c's yeah exactly <laughs> see yeah now we're foisted by opatarger so uh <laughs> yes so now um we're saying do you do take actual proactive steps to make it happen yes. you just don't wait for it to happen so that's what we're doing is we're saying here are some of the steps you could take but yeah i couldn't agree more it's more it's it's very flattering to be on the receiving end of that offer as opposed to here's my calendly link can we get on a call to explore quote unquote synergies Ugh, no yeah you. yeah well and and that's a great point um i i just want to throw one more one, one more c in there which is caution um yeah because you know, you want to make sure too. the thing you, you're what you're describing, Tom, is you know, the kind of it's it's more direct. I, I much appreciate I much more appreciate when someone says something like, hey, can we jump on a on a call to talk about like our services? I, I want to hear that. What I don't want to hear is, hey, um, you know, I've got this great thing I can do for you. Um, let's jump on a call. But then once you get on the call, it's all about them. Right. And, and so 
that's that's what you definitely don't want to do and you, and you need to watch out for too um but what we're talking about is a true genuine offer that is going to benefit the other person and not yourself but as a result of that as a consequence of that over the long term you'll benefit too um so that's that's one collaboration um another one is uh the word connect um and what i mean by that is there's a few different things we can we can talk about for for those who are our connections we can we can do some connecting for them um so we've we've all heard the notion that it's important to be perceived as as the quote trusted advisor for our clients and you can do that for people who are not your clients as well right mm. um i think part of the value of one's network is the ability to connect one person with another person in the network who have not been connected yet, but would benefit from having done so. So can you generate business between two members of your, of your network? Can you provide, make a helpful introduction that would be valuable in some way for two people within your network? Um, can you, you know, bring information to light, uh, connect the dots for someone in your network in a way that would be helpful? So just looking for those opportunities um, being aware and observant of the types of questions that uh, people in your network are asking, um, help that they're seeking, um, understanding what their underlying business is. So you can be like, oh, I, you know, Joe Smith should be connected to, um, you know, another person in my network because there's mutual interest, mutual um, you know, kind of uh, needs or or um, ways to support one another that can be beneficial to them. And as a result, you know, I look good in the process. Exactly. Those people, I've heard people refer to that type of person as a connector. And that's always like a super like um, flattering position, right? It's like, oh, you, you got to know Jay Harrington. He's, he's such a mm -hmm. connector. Where, mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's, we're talking about, by the way, just approaching this, it just dawned on me through a very selfless mindset at the very beginning is how do we just create value for others? Um, not in a devious way to create value for ourselves ultimately, but knowing that even if nothing comes of it, you're doing good by a colleague or a client or whatever, uh, that probably will come back to you at some point. But even if it doesn't, you're still adding value, which at some point, it, it's almost got to come back to you. So anyways, starting selflessly. So what are you offering or, or how are you helping somebody else? We haven't even thought about yet, like asking for anything, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, another one, and, and this is the very playing the very long game, and it's much less direct, except in this one particular circumstance that I'll describe, which would be content. Right? And I don't want to spend a lot of time in this. We talk a lot about the value of content and how your content continues to keep you top of mind. Ideally, you're creating content that's helpful to your audience. So people want to, you to stay in their network and are paying attention to you as a result of that. Um, and and you know you do see situations certainly where you get those inbound opportunities um, from people who are are reading your content over time, and and that's really valuable. Um, and there are certain instances again where you can use content to reach out to someone uh, in a way that's helpful to them. Um, so if you've written you know a, a new a new white paper or even a, just a an article that because you are aware of the needs and the desires and objectives and goals of those in your audience and network, um, you can direct 
content that relates to some challenge they're facing or question they have that addresses that topic. Um, and that's a way to touch base. Again, no ask, um, just, a, just a request, or sorry, a, um, a resource for them that might be helpful to them. So content plays a role in this. It sure does. I mean, going back to, well, the way you just illustrated, and then going back to, if you have content, you have something to collaborate on. So it ties back to your very first C. So couldn't agree more. Um, it could be, again, we've invited people onto a podcast and then we've gotten to know them better. The podcast was the content. The content created the opportunity to make the connection and those relationships, you, you know, sometimes we're interviewing strangers as guests that ultimately become deep connections, either online or in real life. So it doesn't have to be a podcast, but it could be any form of other content that presents those opportunities for you. Um, just a quick break here, Jay, because there's, there's an example in the real world that um, if he's listening, he'll know what I'm talking about, but I think it leads to the potentially the next C, which is we had a guest on our podcast who I connected with on LinkedIn, frequently comment on each other's content. And then he recently reached out to me in private messaged me about a piece of content because it was a personal matter. And I'm really close to considering this person a friend, like because of that. And that now think about that progression. That was one of those like hash marks. There's several hash marks to the point now where I feel really comfortable with this person and I want to connect personally with this person. And if he were to offer me right now an opportunity to quote unquote, here's my Calendly link, let's get on a, I would take it. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, this guy's cool. So anyways, what did I tee up the next C? I know one of the next C's is, you know, connecting offline, um, but what's next? Yeah. 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 I mean, I think it's just that it's like getting to the point where you're having a, a more direct, whether it be video or phone call communication. Um, and, and that can take things, you know, to the next level, moving from the purely sort of, you know, async, async, uh, Renes, uh, communication to something more direct. Right. And, and that's kind of the last C exactly where, um, you're, you've built up enough trust very much along the lines you described, Tom, where you feel comfortable having that, um, interaction and, and proposing that interaction in the first place. Um, and so I, you know, I wouldn't jump right to that. I would try some of these other things before that, but ultimately, you know, you've got to, you, you've got to be proactive and you've got to take a shot once in a while. Once you felt like you've got enough in the bank, like now's the time to spend some of that goodwill that you've been building up. And, and there's nothing wrong with that. Um, I, I think you'll, it's one of those things uh, where just sort of like the, the definition of profanity um, in a famous Supreme Court decision, uh, you'll know it when you see it or obscenity, I should say, obscenity. Um, and you'll know it when you see it. And the same goes for when you feel like you've built up enough uh, enough trust in a relationship, kind of you'll know it when you feel it. And and I say, you know, you again, use that goodwill, spend those resources that you've been banking and, you know, go for it to an extent. Yeah, exactly. But again, the, the timing, like you say, will present itself. Going back to the, the scenario I, I illustrated at the beginning where I get a connection request and the very first thing is an offer to jump on a Zoom, right? So to that person, I don't know anything about them. 
I don't know what they know. I don't know what they think about. I don't know who they serve. I don't know why they care about me. I don't know um, what they care about. I don't know um, if there is any quote unquote synergies. I know literally nothing. So why would I hop on a car? I mean, I only got, mm-hmm. you know, 40 hours in a week or, you know, 24 hours in a day. I, I'm not wasting anything on that. But going along this continuum now, I like how you call it deposits. Now, after a certain amount of time, if I'm connected to this person, let's just say on LinkedIn and they're sharing content and they're commenting on my content and maybe they're curating my content and they've shared it with their own network. And now I get a sense for their voice and their expertise. So now when that overture comes way down the road, again, I know what they know. I know what they care about. I know what they like. I know how they can help me. I know who else they help. You know, of course, I'm more willing to have that conversation at that point, right? The first person, I don't know anything other than he wants to sell me something. By the end of the continuum, I know exactly how this person can help me. And now I'm going to them or at least accepting a a warm offer to hop on a call. So that that's what i again make those deposits um this isn't my original thought but i hear it often said make a bunch of deposits before you make a withdrawal yeah absolutely and and don't forget too i mean you know we oftentimes are hesitant um thinking about uh you approaching someone with with an overture like another we're talking a lot about like approaching people who might be clients in our network but a lot of people might be great referral sources for us too um, and, and so don't forget, like if you've built up trust with someone, uh, who could be a great referral source for you, um, that they're, they're going to be very receptive, at least I, I, if I'm extrapolating my own feelings about this to others, but I feel like others have said this to me as well, you, a, a having access to someone as a referral source, um, who you can send people to is very valuable, right? We've all been in those situations where, you know, a client or someone asks us for, you know, or they want a referral to someone else and, and you feel an obligation to, to kind of close that loop for them. Um, and, and you don't know where to send them and it takes you work and effort to do so. Um, to the extent that you can be that great referral source for someone else, that's really valuable. So again, these are, this is another ask. It's not quite a client relationship, but it's a referral relationship and that's every bit as valuable, if not more so. Um, and, and so develop that same trust, do these same things with those people in your network. Um, and they'll, they'll be enthusiastic about sending you work. They'll be super, um, they'll be excited about the notion of having a conversation about sending you work if they like you, if they trust you. And, um, you know, that's a result of this work that we described in today's episode. Yep. That word is huge trust. So you and I both deal with clients that um, business to business kind of high stakes professional services. And so you don't hire somebody that you don't trust and you don't trust somebody that you haven't had a relationship with. So what I like about the digital platforms that we're talking about in content and everything else that we said, it allows you to speed up that trust building exercise. It didn't exist like 20 years ago, right? You'd have to take people to lunch and you'd have to get to know people. And that was just, it was, and it still is, it should be a slow and deliberate process, but I think now we can expedite it in the ways that you mentioned. And just two quick things because they are both these, as uh, I mentioned, commenting and curating. So just to, you know, real tactical things. When you're on LinkedIn, comments are currency. Hey, there's another C. People love, they feel good when their their posts get a lot of comments. If you're trying to establish at least some initial goodwill on the cheap and on the quick, comments are great. 
And when cure again by curating, I mean, there's all sorts of things you can curate, but if you share somebody else's content, now that really is a a warm gesture towards building, hey, I think a lot of you that I was willing to share your content and expertise with my network. And just imagine how that would feel if somebody did that to you. And that's what you're buying uh, or investing in. So, yep, very good. Absolutely. All right. Well, uh, I think hopefully that is helpful for people who kind of aren't they aren't exactly sure about how to move forward and, and take some next steps and relationships. Um, but, uh, but yeah, Tom, any closing thoughts or should we, should we call this one a wrap? Well, I'm trying to come up with some awesome work. I got it. It starts with a C let's conclude. Ah, love it. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say see ya, but that's not quite a, <laughs> sounds right. right, but it's not a C. We better cut it off before we continue any longer. Jay, have a good uh, week. We'll see you next week on the Thought Leadership Project podcast. No C's, All right. sorry. <laughs> All right, Tom. Have a good weekend. See you later. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Thought Leadership Project. For show notes, additional resources, and links to the tools discussed on today's episode, visit thethoughtleadershipproject.com.